Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. Today's pod is also brought to you by Chosen One, a lifestyle brand of the nerd and famous, promoting academic hustle, street culture, and the geek life. Inspired by pop with a dash of retro goodness, Chosen One evolves with the future with a mission to provide a positive and empowering brand that flips the script for nerd kind. Check out their website at www.thechosenone.com. That's one with a W. To see their plethora of merchandise, including hoodies, shirts, hats, and more. Available in men's, women's, and kids' sizes. Chosen One, the future of nerd kind. Hey everybody, this is James and Marco and Nabil and this is the Movie Pals podcast, podcast number 43. Today we're going to be going over what we've been watching, uh, go over our Oscar results since the last time that we talked to you guys. Uh, we were in the midst of Oscar season and now it's ended finally. And then we uh, we kind of lied last time actually. We said we we're going to be reviewing the new Tom Wiseau movie. But Nabil did not want to uh, suffer through all that. Yeah, Nabil jumped in and he's like, no, please. So Surprise! We, yeah, so we actually watched uh, Captain Marvel, the new Marvel film. So we will be reviewing that. So uh, without further ado, guys, let's get into what we've been watching. Hey, what you watching? All right, so let's get into what we've been watching. Marco, what have you been watching there? I've been watching quite a few things since we've had a little extra time to catch up. And the first show I'll mention, I actually mentioned last pod, but I didn't really get to go into uh, details. And that's uh, the Amazon original, The Man in the High Castle, season three, which premiered last year in October. Feels weird saying that. but So really quick, like I said, it takes place in an alternate universe where the Allies lose World War II and the Nazis and Imperial Japan rule the world. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about season three is how it delves more into the characters, specifically Juliana Crane, played by Alexa Davalos, who knows her role more. And I know it sounds kind of weird saying that it took two seasons for her to realize who or what she's supposed to be. But it's a it's a nice slow burn where if you watch the first two seasons back to back, it's a better payoff that way. So she's more well-rounded. Uh, she's much more of a badass in this season, which I really like. So a much stronger character. Uh, the main antagonist, uh, John Smith, uh, played by Rufus Sewell, um, his character is explored a lot more, which started near the end of uh, the second season. And him, along with some of the uh, Japanese officials in the season, start to question the actions of their government and as well as their own actions and whether or not they're in the right or in the wrong, which is also really appreciated is it uses a lot of heavy use of propaganda and quote unquote fake news which I felt was like pretty relevant. And of course they had to throw that in there because right. of current political current affairs, mm-hmm. but it, it meshes well into the season. It's not too much in your face and it makes sense for the plot and um, a really nice little subplot that they throw in there. The way they handle extremism and bigotry is explored um, in slight more detail in this season. And I think it's a, it's a pretty good payoff. Um, it's much more relevant as I mentioned in the last episode, but if you are a fan of uh, sci-fi, 
then this would definitely be up your alley. Again, it's on Amazon Prime Video, and you can watch the first two seasons on there and the third season. It just got approved for season four not too long ago. It was announced. So I'm pretty excited about that, too. And if you care, it was written by Philip K. Dick, who wrote the uh, Blade Runner movie, or uh, Do Android Stream of Electric Sheep. The other movie I watched was an older one. It's an old code. Um, it's American Made, which was a 2017 action biography. It's a slight biopic kind of, yeah. in a way. It stars Tom Cruise as Barry Seal and Dom Hall Gleason as uh, the character Schaefer. And the story is basically the true story of Barry Seal, who's an American pilot that became a drug runner for the CIA in the 1980s um, and became part of the operation that would expose the Iran-Contra affair during the Reagan administration. Um, overall, I liked it. Um, I thought the action and the story was cool. Tom Cruise's performance was good. You actually feel for the character and for how he's used by the CIA and uh, how he's left out to dry throughout the movie because they have this constant tug-of-war relationship where... They need him, and then they don't need him. They let him go, and then they need him. They tug him back into this world um, and this operation, and then they leave him out to dry again. Uh, Gleason, uh, it was good to see him play an asshole (laughs) where he's not screaming half his lines (laughs) uh, like he does in Star Wars. Um, I thought it was a better look for him, and you got to see more of his acting talents, which is good. You see how he brings Barry Seal into the situation and how he kind of like bullshits him throughout the movie and lets him know that, no, everything's going to go all right. It's going to be all right. And then in the next scene, he's like, oh, well, you know, you you got yourself into the situation because Barry Seal uh, used to be a smuggler and right. used to smuggle Cuban cigars and he got yeah, popped. You saw this one, I right? did see this one, yeah. yeah. Let, me get, let me ask you this, Marco. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Tom Cruise playing a thirty-something-year-old? Because it wasn't know. working. Is it thirty? Yeah. <laughs> really? Wasn't, yeah, it didn't work. Like he's a handsome and young, young-looking well, guy, but he doesn't God. look like he's in his. 30s. See, I didn't, I didn't know how old he was supposed to be. Yeah, he's supposed so to be quite young enough. I, I, and I didn't look into it, but I was like, I, I bought the character, right. and from what I did read, I mean, the real Barry Seal didn't even look like no, uh, Tom Cruise. He was more heavy set. He right. was bald. Um, so I figured that, oh, maybe he was supposed to be older. Very unassuming kind of thing. I, I didn't really focus on the, on the age. I was, I was I mean, more focused on... Did it on... work for you, Nibble? <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise is a great actor, so, like, he was fine in the role. Yet, so. Yeah, he was entertaining, like, just like Marco said. Like, the, the actors were good. It was a, it wasn't anything, um, that you say is a peak of anybody's performance, but it was an entertaining film. Yeah. Um, but I did, I, the, it just... I couldn't get over the fact that he was supposed to be much younger, and I was just like, because you'd see his wife, and it's like, how old is he supposed to be compared to her? Oh, I yeah, know. okay, that kind of did throw me off, because yeah. his wife looked so much younger than yeah, he was, so and the younger. real actress is 21 years younger yeah. than Tom Cruise, but really what didn't work for me was some of the liberties that uh, Hollywood obviously does oh, course, with these movies, yeah. which if it. you haven't read up on the story, won't bother you, but for me it did. Like, There's a subplot with a brother-in-law that Seal is supposed to have, right. and he never had a brother, brother-in-law brother in real life. And there's a scene in the trailer where he lands a, a small biplane in a neighborhood. That never happened. 
Really? I nope. recall this on the news. I remember news. that I'm on the kidding. news. It, no, nope. I swear. Nope. Okay, sure. Nope. They really? IMDb, unless IMDb is lying, then oh, it, it never happened. Anyway, if you're into action slash biopic movies, then give this one a shot. I saw it on Vudu, so it's available for rental there, or you could probably find it on Redbox. I think it's on HBO as well. Lastly, the other show I saw was Iron Fist Season 2. I gave it a second chance after I said I wouldn't. It's one of the Marvel shows on Netflix. Uh, it stars Finn Jones as Danny Rand and Jessica Henwick as Colleen Wing. Um, I liked it better the second time around. I gave it a chance after James had talked about him watching the Marvel shows and that it wasn't that bad, so I gave it another shot. The story's better due to Davos, played by Sacha Dawan, being a better bad guy. He challenges Danny both physically and intellectually, which I really like. It's a good blend. Um, the character of Ward, uh, played by Tom uh, Pelfrey, is fleshed out better, and he actually becomes a relatable character, which I enjoyed. Um, the season leaves off on a slight cliffhanger, like I think James mentioned. But it won't matter. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it got canceled, and it it really would have been interesting to see that and see where they went with the show because it felt like they actually got the hang of it with this season. Right. wasn't perfect. Some of the dialogue is still super cheesy. Some of the characters' actions, like the sister, Ward's sister, is just... I don't know. I still don't get her motivations. Like it may, it's explained, but it's still not strong enough for me. If you're interested to catch the rest of the Marvel shows on Netflix, give them a chance. You know what? They're canceled anyway, so you might. Have, so it's not that hard to catch up. But um, aside from that, I started Jessica Jones season two, and I'll keep you guys updated on that. But nice. that's all I've been watching. Nice. What about you, Nabil? What have you been watching? So I've been watching a little bit. Um, you know me, trying to catch up on a lot of things. Cool. So, James, what have you been watching? It's like, Nabil, you've had three weeks. <laughs> three weeks of not of watching. The thing is, I always want to bring something new. I don't always want to just talk about the same thing that I've been watching because I feel like people aren't Fuck as you interested trying to say. as I am. Well, you guys watch a little bit more interesting things, I think, than I do sometimes. So, no, that's you know. opinion, man. You, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine, man. You, you, you round us out, <laughs> I think. They say that under their breath. But so people, it's okay. <laughs> I've, I've been you, told. You do you, I've been you told. <laughs> I digress. Uh, I have watched some newer shows. Um, I started watching the American Crime Story assassination of Gianni Versace. Um, that Ooh. was on FX last year and um, is now all on uh, Netflix. Nice. I read it's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's much darker than the O.J. Simpson one. For sure. Did you watch the OJ one? I did watch the OJ. I enjoyed that, that a lot. That one's really good. Yeah, that one's really nice. good. And this one is good too. It's just not the same. You're not you're not gonna expect the same format, same storytelling. Like it's it's kind of like how they do American Horror Story on FX. Like an anthology. Yeah, they just it's just a completely different setup all the way around. Oh, but very interesting characters. They've got uh Edgar Ramirez, he stars as uh, Gianni Versace. Uh Darren Chris, um I think he was in um uh Glee. Yeah, and he plays Andrew Cunan. I heard he's really good in this one. Yeah, he's he actually is really. Did he uh, win really the Emmy for it? He did. Right? He won uh, yeah. an Emmy for his role here. Nice. Uh, Ricky Martin was actually acting. Dude, no which I was surprising. Shit. Yeah. Antonio D'Amico. He's uh, Johnny's uh, or Versace's kind of like boyfriend. No way. Thing. Yeah. He's not. He's not living <laughs> La Vida Loca in this. I mean, he's living something. <laughs> not that much. Uh, and then you have Penelope Cruz randomly as Donatella Versace, which. I, if you've seen Donatella before, they're doing her a lot of favors having Penelope Cruz play her. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You know, like, great A acting here. Um, really great characters. It's about, essentially, the assassination of Versace, what happened to him. If you don't know, he was gunned down in front of his home um, in Miami. 
and uh, just random occurrence it seemed like at first they spoiler alert caught andrew kunan the uh murderer in about i think three days or something like that okay and so not, uh, catching this show with the story though of the show <laughs> they don't they don't go around just saying oh how do we find him or you know yeah. kind of a lead up to it they're going, exactly they're looking they're they kind of help you explore his past and his motivation and what led him to there oh okay. so it really isn't as much about versace as it is about the actual uh the, the motivation murder. of yeah. the assassination yeah um That's so cool. it's a very interesting take it is very dark um there's a lot of crazy things that happen and i don't want to spoil anything because um it does get a bit crazy but i will say that there's some moments i watch it and i'm very uncomfortable especially for an fx show like it's Damn. not it's not go, like hbo Bill. um where you can get away with certain things i'm like they put this on cable they're okay with it well fx yeah. i think they do pushes push it a, a bit they do they do push the yeah. bar and this show definitely doesn't hold back on that um but the acting is just really well done. Um, you get to see kind of the lifestyle of what Versace had and how ornate things were and the reasons behind, you know, like I've never been a fan of his clothing, but they kind of explain like why he seems a bit over the top. There's a reason for it and what he expresses. And it's just interesting to, to get that perspective of the man um, and also just learn about that kind of lifestyle in the 90s about, you know, homosexuality and how they were in Miami and how it's accepted around the country uh, during that time. So it's, a lot of topical stuff as well. Um, I, I think it's definitely worth a watch. And if, if for anything, if you just want to be kind of creeped out, you're like kind of serial killer murder shows. That's, like, that's that creepy. Yeah. yeah, it's for me at least. I, I, you know, it's, it's almost as if watching a real story about him. I mean, it's vastly different than the the straight shot story that they had with the O.J. Simpson definitely, trial. So yeah. I, I'll probably check that out. Yeah. Cool. Another show I was watching is a BBC show called Luther. It's uh, one of uh, Idris Elba's. Uh, big shows that good I think, show. which I didn't realize was still on. They they just they're on a new season like, right now. It oh, came really? Back, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a gap. Right? There was there was a big gap, and I, I was looking online the other day, and I saw that uh, there's a new season that's being played across uh, across the pond, but it's not playing here in the states yet. Oh, okay. um, so they're on season. Well, five when he right found now. out he wasn't going to make it as the gunslinger, can I come back? Got to go back to what I know. <laughs> I've I've seen bits and pieces here and there, but I've never really watched the season full, fully through. So I've started to watch season one again, and it's it's essentially about uh, Luther is a detective who's pretty intelligent guy, um, and he's always trying to save other people, but gets himself involved in like really dangerous, probably unnecessarily dangerous situations. Yeah. Because of his passion, um, he's very emotional, and he has a lot of anger issues, and. It, um, he I takes things into his own hands yeah, a lot. And I think that's that's one of the things that bothers me about the show is that he's like a little too angry. Um, I'm not, maybe I'm just not used to seeing him like that, but he seems to get really into his, you know, they want to say he's passionate, but it's definitely, it's not passion. He's just, he's got some really pent up issues and he looks like he's going to kill somebody. And uh, mind you, only seen the first season. So See, I kind of, I kind of enjoy that. Like, Even though like, they, it doesn't seem like they give him like much of an arc as far as like his character they learning about yeah. those actions, yeah. but I'm, they start to in the later seasons, but I never got to finish him. So yeah. Are, I mean, are you liking it though? I, I do like it. It's it's much, and I like the BBC slow drama stuff. But this is a no way bit of a slower burn than <laughs> even I'm used to. Um, and how I many, think it's just how the many first episodes season. has it been? They're short. I think the first season's like six episodes. Oh, the second okay. one's like four. They're all just like about an hour or so long. So yeah. they're not necessarily very long. You can you can binge through them pretty quickly. Okay. Um, 
it's it's a very interesting character work that they do there. That's for sure. You do get a lot of time with the character and trying to work to mm-hmm. them. But kind of like Marco said, at least I've seen the first three episodes now, and you're not getting much of a character arc for uh, Luther himself. He's more kind of hung up on you're you're hung up on the B stories around him that's impacting a case that he's working on. Yeah. Hmm. So it's just kind of affecting his okay. his psyche. But it's not you're not getting anything really from him as far as you know learning about his character. I gotcha. Yeah. Um. But it is it is entertaining, especially if you like kind of like cop shows. I mean, because it really is kind of a it's not procedural, but it's definitely a detective show. So nice. um, it's it's worth a watch. It's on Netflix right now. Um, it's only on for another month. It looks like they're going to drop it out at the end of April. I don't know if they're moving all the BBC shows to a different channel or something. Really? But they're, they're dropping all those British television shows because apparently I'm the only one who watches them. So there you go. Nabil, I'm surprised <laughs> you're not more distraught right now. He's like, so as soon as you guys leave, i got to finish yeah, these. Yeah, i got to get through episodes. them all. Yeah. What about you, James? What you been watching? So, guys, I've been watching quite a few things, actually. But Rout I'm Rout just going to talk. Man. First off, I finally finished the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. Yahoo! Which isn't actually a trilogy. I guess they actually never are seen one. Going to be doing more? Really? Yeah. Are they doing more? Yeah, apparently oh, they're going to do six total. Oh, which is crazy. There's Fuck. big jumps between those films, by the way. Each one they took forever to. I know it takes time to animate. It's only these films, the second and third one is like. Yeah, it's a pretty big four jump years, though. Five years, just like the How to Train Your Dragon, which I also saw. So. I did kind of a DreamWorks animation thing this last week. Basically, I saw Kung Fu Panda. I had seen one and two before. And if you guys don't know what it's about, you must be living under a rock. It's about a panda that fights Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me leave my rock real quick. <laughs> yeah. It's played by Jack Black. He does really good. He voices the role. So like I said, I've seen the first two. Finally saw the third one. Have you seen the third one? I have. Well, okay. Yeah. Pretty good trilogy. It is. Overall. Yeah. I got to say, very well animated. Very good story. Each one kind of teaches Poe the panda a lesson. Um, I think it's good for adults and kids. It's one of those um, animated films that has enough jokes within it that I think kids will laugh and adults will laugh. I mean, Jack Black is is that's funny what I mean. in this in general. The whole trilogy. Yeah, I mean, I've heard good things about. it. I just never yeah. never got around to yeah. it. Yeah, I just I've been sitting on the uh, the third movie for like three years. I'm like, yeah. dude, I gotta knock this out because I felt bad because I went back as well. And I watched uh, How to Train Your Dragon 1 and 2 in anticipation of the third movie, The Hidden World. Right. So basically, I went and saw that with Mikey, actually. And I have to say, that one is a trilogy. They, they, it's like dumb. Yeah, they go through it, yeah. So that movie in general is really well done as a series as a whole. Like, I think every one of those movies, that and Kung Fu, those are probably that with Shrek, I guess, the first They have, two. I think they've all been nominated two i don't think they've any of them those yes won. those have been Bo- nominated both the, uh, kung fu panda and how to train your dragon i'm yeah. pretty sure all three of them are. i don't think shrek has yeah. shrek one won the first ever best anime film yeah. so shrek did, did it yeah. oh snap. but the sequels oh. sir well i think yes. one of the sequels got nominated but uh, i know puss in boots got nominated that one and then the shrek one. two yeah. probably yeah but no how to train dragon solid film too uh really good end to the uh, trilogy of that one so if you've ever seen the first two and are interested in that one it's a tale of a basically a village of vikings that eventually tame and kind of train dragons i yeah, guess i mean that's really the what title it is. Yeah. but uh dragons. for the most part the end of the trilogy really well done yeah it's a complete story of basically a kid growing up into an adult so yeah. it's a a viking named hiccup played by jay barishall so i mean he's still relevant I, he's not anymore. It's funny. Like when he made this initial film, it's right after like um, Super Bad and yeah. all that shit came out. So it's like, hey, remember that one dude? 
the uh, skinny, like, dorky guy from <laughs> the Judd Apatow movies? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, guess what? 2019. That's a movie that had a gap, by the way. Yes, it did. That's like a five-year gap between the sequel and the third movie. So, But yeah, two I mean, two trilogies of animated films I saw all were really well done in general. I don't think I have anything bad to say about those. Because, I mean, the pacing's good on those. Animation's really well done. Uh, other than that, I did see a terrible movie called The Girl on the Train. Have you seen that one, too? I did. It was disappointing. Okay. I, I've see, I remember the trailers. Dude, it is fucking terrible. Yeah. And this is coming off of, I think, uh, Emmy Blunt was coming off of uh, Edge of Tomorrow or was going into it. I know it was I just 2016. Seen yeah. I remember seeing initially like the trailers, and I heard the book is good. It, yeah. But Emily Blunt, it is so hard to actually tell you what the story is without spoiling it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is incredibly unlikable in this one. She's an alcoholic that blacks out all the time. And right there, you got pure comedy. So, which, <laughs> which, which I'm is, like, sounds like my kind of movie. Whole like, premise of the movie, and it's just like, it, oh it doesn't. It doesn't actually work that well. No, like she's doesn't. she thinks she witnesses something between. A neighbor, an ex-neighbor, I guess yeah. technically, but, and someone else that isn't that neighbor's wife or husband, and you can't tell if it happened or if goes, it's an alcohol-induced hallucination. I mean, she oh, sees really it, it is, but yeah. it leads into the like this girl disappears and she wakes up and she's covered in blood. And she's like, "Did I do it?" <laughs> it's mean, just really how it goes. It literally. Yeah. I mean, she is not at her best in this movie. No, I would say she's definitely. Um, it's a very unlikable lead. So, I mean, it's hard to recommend this And movie. I don't think she's supposed to be likable, but I do think that Emily Blunt specifically just had trouble finding that kind of... right. It's like it's like how Tom Cruise was in The Mummy, where you're supposed to not like him, but also... Oh, he's like, oh, he's a douche, but yeah, that's but his character. You really don't like that you don't like him? You, don't, you like, just don't like the portrayal of yeah, it. Yeah, no, but I mean, Emily Blunt, like, she's like, oh, she's a raging alcoholic yeah. at Blacks Out, and every time she does you're going to be confused as fuck. <laughs> like, dude, right when you think you understand the story, it's like, okay, I got it. And then I know where it takes a right. And you're like, wow, did not think they were going to be bringing this shit up. And they have flashbacks where you're like, I don't know why they would insert those in here yeah. right now. It's almost to add you to the confusion. Like, hey, do you want to feel like it, like an alcoholic? This is kind of how it is. So not worth the payoff. No, I've been sitting on that movie for two and a half years. I bought it like Black like Friday two so. years ago. Man. I know why now. <laughs> I was like, why is this $8? It just came out. Holy shit, guys. And um, yeah, it was one of those movies where it's got a good cast. Yeah. But man, everyone, even the payoff at the end, I won't say what it is, but no one knows what I'm talking about. I didn't even care. Nope. I was like, okay, I guess. I mean, it's like cool. I kept looking at the time. I was like, all right, 17 more <laughs> minutes. Let's figure this shit out. And overall, Girl on the Train. I guess the book is supposed to be good. Yeah. It's a bestseller. I, I had heard it was in the reins of like Gone Girl. That's why I was yeah. like, it might be cool. And if you remember during that time, there's a lot of films that were based off of books that were similar to Gone Girl that yeah. they tried to make. And there haven't been. No, this good one, I was like, <laughs> there's wow. only one Gone Girl. Yeah, there really is. I was like, where's Ben Affleck? Guys? <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, guys, I would say this is a skip. Yeah. So, um, you know. At least she came back with Quiet Place and Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. So that's what we've been watching. Let's move on now to our topic of the week. It's the topic of the week. So, guys, the 2019 Oscars commenced and is completed. So right off the bat, we'll talk about our Oscar bowling results. All three of us didn't do so hot. Marco especially. 
But yeah. Marco, got, like, I got destroyed. destroyed. I think Marco yeah, tried to go with a strategy that was like, you know what? I told him one thing, but fuck him. I'm Marco gonna, I'm gonna told do this me one. he wasn't playing with his heart. He was playing with his brain. I was like, let's say it was with your heart, my friend. Yeah, yeah I, I like, think I'm about to I don't know. change my statement. It's like, yeah, don't do LSD before you do your results, bro. He's like, <laughs> he's something. got it, bro. Don't try Nabil's, to outthink the academy. Yeah, Nabil's wife, Alyssa, absolutely swept the floor. Oh, this. yeah. She uh she actually overall came in first. Calling her the silent killer. Yeah. Mikey, who we've had on the pod before, came in second. My girlfriend Janelle came in third. I actually technically won between the three of us. He did. Which is pathetic because it was a one ninety two out of like three hundred. Yeah. He he beat me by one a win. Um, one win or one point? No, one win. One win. Well, I okay. mean that's, that's you know, how we're breaking it. Points. So Nabil basically thought that Christian Bell was definitely gonna that win. That was I went all in. And he went all in on that one. Yeah. Did you do twenty three points? I did. Holy shit. That's so what killed me. I went with Remy Malik and I, actually it was a last minute change and on my part. saved his life. And as soon as it happened, I won't lie, I got pretty hyped. <laughs> That's, I changed away from Remy Malik at the last minute. I was like, Marco, you, I you changed everything. <laughs> yeah, I did. did, I did. did. But hey, but you know what I did win? I won the bingo. Okay? You did. And guess what, guy? There's there's no winning, winning from the bingo. He won, a, but to his credit, he won the bingo in literally the first uh, awards nomination. It was weird. We yeah. were done in bingo in like five minutes. I was like, like, oh, well, okay. I guess we well, can recycle these papers. I guess yeah. we're done now. Should we probably, do this di- probably should do this digital next year. <laughs> Save some trees here. True. But um, Marco even started writing in some nominees. I told him that's not how it works. <laughs> There like, might be a chance, though, like, right? The Star Wars, guys. Star <laughs> it's going to win this time, I'm telling you. For best picture. I was like, sir, that's not nominated. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. Mm, you sure? Um, so, guys, before we go over the movies I picked for you, which I mean, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Were you guys surprised by anything with the Oscar results? I know it was two, three weeks ago at this point, but um, anything? Uh, yeah, honestly, I was a little surprised with best picture. I, I think we all were. I yeah. get I get the reasons behind it, and it's mostly because uh, Oscar hates uh, Netflix, as James had tried to explain to us in the last pod. Funny but, that it played out that way, yeah, right? Yeah, it did. I was like, holy shit. As soon as they won the uh, best, uh, what was it, adapted screenplay? Yeah. I was like, Ugh. oh no, uh, best, was it best original screenplay? Well, holy they shit, won, it was best original Roma screenplay. Roma won yeah. best original screenplay. They even no, won, Green Book won best original screenplay. Oh, Green Book, yeah, I'm Green sorry. Book. Yeah. As soon as they won that, I was like, uh-oh. Because yeah, especially because Alyssa, your wife at the time, was like, they said whoever wins that's going to win Best Picture. I was yeah. like, oh, buddy. <laughs> I was like, this Here we is go. not a good look. Mm-hmm. I was quite shocked how many awards uh, Bohemian Rhapsody took versus A Star is Born. I yeah. thought it was going to be the opposite oh, yeah. way. But, I mean, I, I'm i glad it did, but I just thought it would go the other way because A Star is Born seemed more like the Oscar Beatty movie. So I think for me, uh, Best Actress was a was a stunner. Olivia Coleman. I think it was a good one, though. One over Gun Close. That was a good one, too. Um, yeah. Even Best Actor was like, that whole last couple of, like, they really threw us off, categories, you know? I was like, holy shit. I'll say, too, that one of the ones that shocked me was Black Panther won quite a few. Yeah, yeah that, too. Which is really good. I know. I mean, it was technically, quote, unquote, the smaller ones, like original score, production design costumes, but I mean. Still, it took It was what, three? way more than I thought it was going to take, man. Yeah. yeah. So, that was one that. They had to outdo DC, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're like yeah you got your uh suicide squad well check this out we're gonna get more than that started um, flexing i mean roma i think was something that we all knew was gonna win yeah at least best cinematography in foreign language so that was kind of a and good director too so best director i mean so yeah no definitely um crazy that like bohemian rhapsody won like best editing and shit yeah yeah i would have never you. guessed that i was like wow so well they were heavy on the montages so 
Why not? You're telling me, dude. Yeah, true. I, as soon as it did sound editing, I was like, it's going to win both of these goddamn things. Which is, like you said, most of the time back to back. Yeah. And I mean, not always, but for this one, definitely. And I did appreciate that at least First Man won Best Visuals, which Same. I went away from at last minute. <laughs> I was like, God dang it. I thought I really thought, because you guys kind of convinced me during our podcast. I was like, you know what? Maybe Adventures will win. If only. It didn't. No. No. I was like, oh. I should have went with my gut on that one. <laughs> like I fucking said. I'm always just like, man, you know what? I think maybe this is the year. Thanos can't win them all. No. It's funny because I even was like, dude, it's usually like a movie that has like a mixture of CG and live action. No. But I was like, no, bro, I'm just go all CG on this bitch. <laughs> and then I was like, nope, I'm an idiot. So outside of that, highlight for me was the uh, Lady Gaga and um, Bradley Cooper. I think that was the talk of the Oscars, to be honest. I, especially their, their chemistry was a little too real. So uh, they were acting. That's what Lady Gaga said. I I'm prone to believe her. Can I put quotation marks around that? I I mean <laughs> I'll say this much. It was a beautiful performance, though. It was. It was really really well done. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. They may never perform it live again. Uh, I highly doubt that. <laughs> never say never, Nabil. Watch them do a whole like we're just gonna do all the Stars Born songs <laughs> and shit. All right, guys. So. These are the movies I chose for you. That's your oh, quote unquote buddy. punishment. Oh, here we go. I told you, man. What did so, I tell you? I mean, I I tried to throw you guys off all like last two weeks by just adding a ton of fucking random movies on our Voodoo account. Spoiler you did. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, they'll just guess it. If I, 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 I looked it. away. I was like, I, I can't look. You're like, Street Fighter it is. Okay. I mean. Um, <laughs> So technically, I have two movies. So if you guys have already seen the first one, you won't see that, and the second one's fucking terrible. So I actually made it so I gave you movies that I personally love. So it's not a punishment. These are actually good movies. I wouldn't mind it either way. I don't think you guys have seen them. So Marco, for you, I chose Perks of Being a Wallflower. Okay, that's not that bad. I've actually been meaning to watch that one. It's a good movie. What would have been my second option? Just out of curiosity. Uh, Punisher Warzone. Fuck. That's a movie I he's feel like, like actually, Oh, loves. man. I, like, I think he's just going to watch that just for the heck like, of it. I, I think would, I just might. He's like, I would like Punisher Wars on, please. After I finish everything else I'm trying to watch. <laughs> it was between that and Electra Because you had just seen... Uh, actually, I don't know why Mark oh, didn't talk about it, but shit. he saw fucking Daredevil. Yeah, you know what? One, I'll bring so. it up in the next pod. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I forgot that I watched um, it. So, Nabil, I, ho- I hope you haven't seen this. I hope not. But um, I chose for you Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. I did not see that. Yeah, so yeah, that looked pretty interesting. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. What was the second one? Actually, the second one isn't a bad movie. I like it. I just It would have been The Tree of Life. Oh, and yeah. I know you haven't seen I've, that. I've only like seen the first 10 minutes. I couldn't make it through. Yeah, so. Yeah. See, good movie, but to you, it would have been like, holy shit. <laughs> you, uh, like, you wouldn't have given him Venom? I should have or... given you both like a Terrence Malick film and been like, tell me about your experiences next time. <laughs> and like, here's some drugs too, by the way. I haven't seen Thin Red Line, so. George Clooney's in that movie. Yeah, he's in the film. Just to let you know. Yeah. So... This is how it goes. By the way, we actually had asked Alyssa as well if she wanted to give us a movie all to watch because technically she won. So, I she mean, did. she had every right to, but she dec- declined it, Yeah, Polite which was nice of her. Yeah. She um, didn't want to gloat. I appreciate yeah. it. Okay. I'm Very so, humble. I'm, yeah. She's like, I'll get him. I'll get him next time. But she did really well. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Hand, congrats, Alyssa. Yeah. Congratulations. Hands down. That was a really good, like, she was nailing him. I think she was perfect up in, like. Till a certain amount. I, yeah, like, I think she's got like a 249, I think is what she scored. I mean, that's pretty good. Fuck. This has been my worst one, actually, in like nine years. So. Yeah, you didn't it's only my second time, and it's time. my worst one. Dude, so. right before, by the way, we didn't talk about this in the last pod. I actually knocked out like most of the documentaries, too. Yeah. And that fucked me over. 
Dude, I watched less movies last year, and I almost made it to two hundo. I remember. You overthought it. Now we 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 looked. Yeah. At, actually, well, the I also want to say that most more than likely, it's also because the face of the Academy is changing a bit. Yeah. And it definitely reflected in that outside of the Best Picture win. So you just got to be a little. Well, we just I mean, think about we'll it see what Steven uh, Steven Spielberg do. He might change up the whole thing again. I know he's like get rid of Netflix. We don't need this bullshit. So. Yikes! He really hates those guys. No, I know he's he's not alone though. There've been some other there's directors people, that, yeah. that have spoken up against it. So oh yeah, there's a there's a couple, man. All right, so I mean that for the most part, that's our Oscar results, guys. Uh, our next uh, podcast, Marco and Emil will have those movies watched, and they will give a small little summary and thoughts on it. Yeah, but I think you guys overall will appreciate those films. So. Without further ado, though, guys, let's move on now to our movie review of the new Marvel film, Captain Marvel. So, Skrulls are the bad guys. And you're a Kree, a race of noble warriors. Heroes. Noble warrior heroes. Your life began the day it nearly ended. We found you. With no memory, we made you one of us. So you could live longer, stronger, superior. You were reborn. I keep having these memories. Something in my past is the key to all of this. You know how to fly this thing? We'll see. That's a yes or no question. All right, so the IMDb uh, summary here is Carol Danvers becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. This is directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. They both did the movie together. It's kind of a funny story in 2010. I don't know if you saw that one. Zach Galifianakis is in it. It's Mm -hmm. pretty good, actually. Uh, Ryan Fleck, on his own, though, did the Oscar-nominated film Half Nelson with uh, Ryan Gosling back in 2006. And the movie Mississippi Grind in 2015. The Ryan Reynolds and also um, Ben Middleton movie. Mm -hmm. Wow, I haven't seen any of these. (laughs) Yeah, Half Nelson, I would highly recommend. That That's one's really good, good. This stars Brie Larson as Carol Danvers slash Vers slash Captain Marvel. Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Ben Mendelsohn as Talos slash Keller. Jude Law as Jan Reg, which, by the way, did they ever say his name? No, not that I can remember. Uh, Annette Benning as Supreme Intelligence and Marvell. And Lashana Lynch as Maria Rambo. So, starting with you there, Nabil, yay or nay? Uh, Yay. I mean, question mark. Okay, yeah, I cool. Mean, it's, <laughs> question mark. It's, it's not. Uh, it's not the best film of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. No, but it's an. It's definitely an origin film. I think it's. It was weird to as much progress as we've had with these films to kind of get thrown back a little bit. Can I say something? I told Marco on our drive here to Nibbles that, although it's a Phase Three film, doesn't it feel very much a fate and set in phase one, which yes. is weird. Yeah. It seems, it feels like a phase one. It really I'm, does. I'm currently working through the Marvel films and I just finished phase one. And I mean, and I don't think that was done on purpose. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah. So, uh, what about you, Marco? I'm with Nabil here. It's a yay. It's good. 
I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was entertaining. It's not great. It's no. not presenting anything new. And for the amount of which hype, I wanted, I wanted to see something. something yeah. Right? yeah. For, for the amount of hype that they gave uh, Captain Marvel, it didn't really pay out as good. And I mean, not to com- make comparisons here or anything, but I, I honestly think that Wonder Woman pulled it off better. As oh, far as definitely, like, definitely. I mean, if we're gonna go Marvel DC, yeah, this is one where I can honestly say hands down that DC got better. But I mean, it's still fun. I still enjoyed it. I still like the character of Carol Danvers, and I'd still see it again. You know, it, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't horrible. No, no, not at yeah. all. Um, I think they played it pretty safe with this one. Yeah, I would say it's a yay for me. So it's not yeah. it's not a nay, but it's one of those movies that. It's kind of the Marvel formula at this point. And I think for the most part, it's it's still exciting. I had a lot of fun watching this one. They have some cool comedic moments. I think some of the comedy uh, was played out a little bit too long, especially anything involving Goose, as adorable as that cat is. That cat is fucking cute. So I mean, we'll talk about it in cute. spoilers. There's like a pretty fairly big plot point that I didn't really like about that. It <laughs> bothered the fuck out of me. No, I think we're all in agreement there. Yeah. But I think one thing that threw us off is the fact that we have Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther, which kind of threw a wrench into the Marvel formula, and it seems like they just went back to form on this one. So like, and it's hey, after what about we've those... had a taste of that, of something so yeah. abstract Like, what about different? these origin stories? You guys, you guys remember well, those? Like, fuck. Yeah. I also think, too, that... If if you think about what they were doing with Carbon, Captain Marvel is that she, she's a whole cosmic thing, right? She's a yeah. she's got powers and she's from space and whatever else it is from the Kree, yeah, yeah from the Kree. And but they're also trying to ground her, and that's what they did with a lot of the movies early on. Very grounded. It could be plausible, but obviously like Thor, coming, right? Yeah. yeah, even like Thor. But when you had Guardians come out, Guardians of the Galaxy, that was very much cosmic um as well and it and it, that film just seemed much more kind of like in space i felt I think, good about that i mean what i would say is guardian is just a lot more fun of a film. yeah exactly yeah and i feel like captain marvel should have had something in thought and kind of that guys to, to blend because that ground at least in guardians in i mean you, there, there's certain things with guardians you can be like oh i mean whenever i think of guardians i think of like the fantastic soundtrack and yeah the mm-hmm. camaraderie ship between the people and it, just think about captain marvel now i'm like I don't know what I would say was the the biggest factor or something that I uh, you know what I'm talking about where I'm trying to get out here like a what's the standout stand thing in Captain yeah. Marvel the the fight she's scenes a female. maybe right she's no, the first lady no I guess. no I just uh, she that she's supposed to be I, I, for me I thought it was gonna be that she's supposed to be like super powerful like more powerful it, more powerful than any other character and we're supposed to see that that it was just supposed to astonish that that's that's what I was expecting I mean. Aside from that, I don't know what else they could have done different that we haven't seen. I mean, 10, 10 11 years later, what have we not seen in these movies? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. So, and I, I would say there's just certain things that maybe it's questionable why they did certain things. I mean, yeah. I enjoyed the 90s setting. They sure. didn't overdo it. But I was talking to Mark about it. Like, the flashbacks are kind of sloppily done. Yes. They should have extended them a little longer and possibly added a little bit more emotional connection between Carol Danvers and LaShawn, uh, Maria Rambo, almost yeah. called her by her actress's name. Huh. But if they would have established that more similar to what they did with Bucky and uh, Captain Rogers, when they would see have their flashbacks and they'd have this emotional connection or something that connected them, 
aside from the fact that these two and Captain Marvel were pilots, I mean, you give know, us something else. You give get, us like, something more. Snippets like, oh, they hung out a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it felt like just you know, here it is. That's it. It wasn't. She was Rambo uh, herself is not a character that I cared too much for. I didn't really. I mean, she's the connection to her past. I get that, but it was one of those things where she just wasn't that interesting to me. No, no, she's just in the beginning and the end. She's not in the middle. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. I, I almost forgot. Yeah, that's, that's, her that person, that's that person she top gunned with, right? Yeah, it's not like what, what they did with uh, anyone. Anyway, yeah. yeah, someone else's friend that's kind of sprinkled throughout the movie. And it, again, it's fleshed out better that way. I mean, we get better. Um, I mean, Thor and Loki are better origin. Yeah. I mean, Ant Man and the fucking his fucking daughter have a better origin than this, like connection wise. We're like, oh, okay. It just it's something would have taken like just two scenes, each like maybe thirty seconds to a minute long, to just kind of establish that little connection. Well, they didn't make really it show her have a connection with anyone really outside of, which I find is kind of weird. She had a good connection with uh, Nick Fury, um, pretty quickly, and he kind of just quickly, trusted yeah. her. I think and that's the one thing they had a good dynamic together. Yeah, but it just yeah, seemed did. kind of weird that she or he specifically like Fury because she she was supposed to be going through like an identity crisis, and Fury is the one person that didn't expect anything from her. He right. just wanted to know who she was, whereas the Kree they expected something from her, and then her old life back on Earth expected something from her. Who she wasn't who she was supposed to be in either world. And Fury just didn't look at it that way right. and just said, like, who, like who the fuck are you? Yeah. So I, I get that. It just wasn't fleshed out as well. Yeah. You know, like, if you're if you're not really looking for it, you wouldn't have noticed it. Did she seem like the most powerful person? Mm-mm. She she did at the end. At I the mean, end, yeah. pretty impressive. Don't get me wrong. I but mean, is it anything past that we've seen Thor, Iron Man? or I even- think so. I, honestly, that's there, that scene at the end just was she thunderclapped. Basically, like she had all these powers, and it just looked kind of like to me. She looked like super overpowered. Like, oh, what what can stop her? What's what can she not do now? Kind of, but the way it was filmed, like I was telling James also this, and I would have said if you were in the car with us also, but there's a difference between what they showed in this movie in Captain Marvel and the in in the Thor movies where you can. Feel the power. You can feel the presence. Right. When Thor comes crashing down in Infinity War and like makes that big mark and everything, you're just like, it's an oh shit moment. Like shit's hi- about to get real. Just fuck Not just that. The, he <laughs> he took a dying star to the chest. Now in our in our spoiler section, I'll give out because I know what scene you're talking about in the bill, and I'll go into more detail about what I was expecting in that scene that didn't happen right. because that was their moment to just be like, this is the person. That's gonna bring the stakes to Endgame because the end of Infinity War, we were left with the stakes are huge. We need someone who's a big hitter that can do it, and that's what I was expecting in this movie, and I didn't get it. They had a scene where they could have done it. Do you guys think? It, do, it. do you guys think it's fair? She just shows up after twelve years. You're like Thor deserves his more. Goddamn it! <laughs> he's he's got our respect. I mean, we only got one with you. No, but I mean, she's a badass. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. Yeah. Do you guys think maybe also, truthfully, Captain Marvel up until this movie is not exactly a household name? No. I wouldn't put her in like a tier one superhero kind of look um, from like Captain America, Hulk, Thor, all the, you know, people that you would do. Even people sincere. that don't even know Marvel films know who the Hulk is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's maybe something too. So they, they're just trying to, because from what I've heard for their origin for Captain Marvel, this one, they, they changed it slightly. Yeah, do kind of adjust it's like a mix of a whole know. bunch. Yeah, it's a couple storylines because I guess the original one it was an actual dude and she infused with him as yeah. they 
got exploded together and all this shit. So, but they took a lot of the aspects of that and made that into Annette Bening's character. So, which that honestly, I think that's that's the weakest part of my for me is the film is Annette Bening's character because she's supposed to be the thing that uh, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, is holding on to, and, and she doesn't even know why. She's yeah, like, I don't know. Why. And they never really still explain. Like they show a connection, but that connection just doesn't. It's not a very, very strong. strong. She, don't you think the connection should have been her friend yeah. instead? Yes, I agree. <laughs> I was like, why wasn't it her best yeah, like, friend she who she had a relationship a with her daughter? Yeah. And I'm like, that would have made much more sense. The Annette Benning one it was seemed like because they needed to connect her to. I mean, we'll go into spoilers, obviously. Yeah. I won't say why, but they needed her to connect to an important person. That's why. Yeah. Because yeah. let's face it, her friend's not important. No. You could have removed her friend from this movie, and it it would not have made a difference. Yeah. But I think like what you're saying, James, like this is a character that probably over the next years, as they flesh her out more. And maybe as they get more used to as to what Just direction, like all the phase one characters. Exactly, yeah. like I, I guarantee, like the minute. second, we're in, we're in phase three though. <laughs> se- second movie or second Avengers appearance, like it's gonna be like, okay, this is where I'm sure they should have started Endgame. Like yeah. even just from the the little scene that we got to see, she seemed it, it already seemed a little different. I mean, if they're smart, so. they're gonna make her the new leader of the Avengers. I mean, we yeah. saw what the Russo brothers did with Captain America, so I'm pretty yeah. sure that they're I'm gonna sure take gonna this and just yeah. be like, truthfully, all right. maybe. I mean, no offense to the director here but they've made more kind of smaller like budgeted films too true. maybe giving it to the russo brothers they know how to handle it a little better yeah true because i mean they've been able to do it especially with uh such an ensemble too mm-hmm. just saying that's so true gonna be one of those things where yeah. hey maybe it works out better in the way like i said winter soldier man fucking mm-hmm. amazing anyway. yeah um before we get into spoilers what did you guys think about the comedy overall in this one i liked it yeah I there there were some parts. Okay, maybe the parts with the cat goose got a little overboard, but everything else I liked it. I liked how uh, very witty Carol Danvers was, especially when she partnered up with Nick Fury. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. Yeah. Um, I think, but I think it, I think himself it, was really good in this. He one. was yeah. really good in this one. I actually I think maybe a little bit more more comedy probably would have helped because it seems at times that he was kind of struggling as to serious and it's comedy. almost like they don't know if like hey are we doing a like a marvel film are we doing a buddy cop film are we doing right. a um finding my identity because it was lost yeah. in the galactic empire <laughs> i don't fucking know i i think that's what this movie lacks don't get me wrong i like the movie but like marco said it's good it's not great it's it it's weird. That, and why they released a phase one film in 2019, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and there was a lot of did. hype for this. That's why. A lot of hype. And we're really excited to see Captain Marvel really Truthfully, shine. And I don't, I think that they, it had that potential, but didn't quite yeah. get there. Leading into it, I, I don't think any of these trailers ever impressed me. No. So this is about what I expected this movie was going to be. It's like a B to me. And know? it sounds, you know, it sounds like they were hating on it. But honestly, it's a great film. It's just that from the Marvel experience, from the films that we've seen, this we've just, just seen we've seen better examples exactly. of what they brought. So us. this isn't like their top tier stuff for us. It's it's kind of just brought it mid mid grade. Like we said, phase one really early. It's, knowing, it's not incredible Hulk low, but I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the trailer showed a lot of like the big action scenes too, which I had an right. issue with. And I was like, mm. they shouldn't have done that, man. No, they should have showed more of the like the comedy snippets instead, and that probably would have. But then they wouldn't know if it's a is this a comedic film. Right. So yeah, they wouldn't true. know how to market it's it. It's so. weird how they try to set the tone. But truthfully, there's enjoyable. not that many big action sequences in this one really outside isn't. of the one you've mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. At the beginning, there was one too. Yeah. No, but I mean, that was the one they showed in the trailers, though. To a point, like, what else were they going to show? Mm-hmm. Like, here's all the action sequences. 
they yeah, everything else pretty much ends also, yeah, at the very end too. But I mean, anything with her flying through the galaxy kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's jump into spoilers, guys, just so we can talk about some plot points here. So if you guys want to watch the movie, so this one's coming out a little earlier, you probably do. Just uh, skip ahead and go to our outro. Stop listening to us. All right, so back here now. Uh, guys, question on this one. So going back to Ned Benning, Nabil, I want to start with you here. It is revealed that she is a Cree, actually. Yeah. So she's been helping out because she wants to help the Skrull, who also, by the way, are in... Not the bad guys, actually. Spoiler alert. Apparently, right? a lot of twists. What a twist. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ben Middleton's character, Talos, is actually just looking for his family. Mm-hmm. What do you know? So, it's just weird, because I was even telling your wife, I was just like, it's just because they look scary. I mean, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> they look I, like the Green Goblin. So. Yeah. But I, the scroll are like a are supposed to be bad guys in the comics. Yeah, but I kind of like that twist. I like how yeah. they changed that up a little bit. Ben Mendelsohn as Talos was great. He was hilarious. Oh, yeah. He, was, he yeah. was the funniest person in the movie to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when like, like, why would I turn to a cabinet? Like, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> can you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was great. And he was a, just a very relatable and likable character, which I was surprised because I thought the scrolls were just going to be the most boring I was surprised because I movie. thought Ben Middleton signed a contract to only be a bad guy in every fucking movie. <laughs> I know he usually is. I was like, no, he's not allowed to do this with a Disney contract. <laughs> um, uh, the the net bending Marvel reveal, I thought I liked that. I didn't see that coming really. Like I right. didn't see that. Um, I could tell that the scroll were going to be the good guys though, from a mile away. Really, as soon as we did the first, like, as soon as you see. It was really Jude Law. Jude Law just can't hide being a bad guy. No, he really no. As soon as he said some shit when they landed, I said, oh, no. Yeah. I was like, these are the real bad guys. Plus, I mean, the Kree themselves are trying to be like a perfect race. So, right. I mean. They really are. Yeah. And, I mean, they were kind of the bad guys in Guardians of the Galaxy. So, And shout out to anybody that's seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5. It's all about the Kree and how they're bad. So, spoiler. So so basically, <laughs> they've kind of already set up the Kree as not a... Yeah, they're just hoping that you didn't bank in on these other movies slash TV shows. Right? Yeah, it's bull. Well, and see, I thought that it was just going to reveal that uh, Ronin was just a, a faction that broke off an from the original Kree yeah. that was an extremist and that the Kree were like, no, no, fuck that guy. But no, it turns out that it's just their society is just... Back in, ni- back in 95, they were okay, guys. Yeah. <laughs> nope. They were okay. They weren't always fascists, but now they are. <laughs> So, so, I mean, it was kind of cool. I kept thinking, though, maybe he'd, like, betray him. Talos was like, right. I'm waiting. But then when he hugged his wife, he said, nah, never mind. Nope. I said, nah, he's he's cool. Um, What do you guys think about Goose? I mean, we got to bring that up. Who is actually, what is it called? He's he's not really a cat. No. No, I can't say the word. And his name was actually, his name was Chewy in the comics, too. Yeah. I read up because they were going to. Star Wars. Something. Yeah, but they changed it to Goose. They wanted a more of a... Uh, Top, Top Gun reference and stuff. Force. I thought, I mean, the cat aspect of Goose was adorable and it was cute and everything. And then he's a, he kind of, uh, sorry, he's a flurkin. Flurkin. Flir- oh, they did say that. I just thought that they were just calling him that. No, he's like, a, that's, hmm, his, that's his species. Okay. He's a flurkin. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I mean, they hinted that he was, that Goose is more than meets the eye, but I didn't expect to be. Yeah, I know. To be like this whole like tentacle type alien thing, but um, I think it was I mean, overused though. 
You think yes, so? they I only agree. needed to show that once. I didn't need to see that shit three different times. Agreed. Like, yeah. Fuck. Agreed. Never I, liked more. I mean, I he, thought it was. I thought it, it was. Did fine. it play it in on the '90s cheesiness? Because yeah. it did for me. The, you know what my problem was? Was that uh, Nick Fury was too nice to that cat, and I was like, "Why?" Like, True. Very yeah, out of just, character. Yeah, but it just really even for I know this well, guys, is early. Guess what? But but, so, but this was that pre- ca- that flirkin is the reason why he's, he's so a hard stone to know. Cold motherfucker now. Yeah. yeah, yeah the, the, this is pre like Avengers. Nick Fury pre right. Iron Man. He's a much different guy. He's but definitely like, much more hardened after this because he saw some shit that like he said he can't unsee. Right. Uh. Well, what did you guys think about uh, what uh, the cat did to Nick Hold Fury? Hold on. Before we even get to that, <laughs> I got a question. He says no one calls him Nick, right? All right. You just let that slide eventually? They never explained that. Yeah, because Captain America calls him Nick all the time. Yeah, yeah, I just saw Avengers, and he literally... and Dude, Tony Stark called him Nick. No, everybody had called him Fury. Like, See, I think, but I think Tony Stark would probably do it just out of spite. But Captain America, you know, he's a very respectful Remember, guy. Remember, 20 years later, though, so... Could have softened up a little. Oh, Ten years, I guess. Technically. I but there's there's a there's an ongoing joke throughout the movie about how Nick Fury he, loses like, his eye. Almost yeah. loses his eye. The way that I was talking to Mark on our way home yesterday, as we drove away into the sunset. <laughs> a lot of conversations. We, um, we ride together. It's all we lot. talk about. Sorry. Just podcast twenty four seven. Just it's not always recorded. Um, have you seen the movie Hot Tub Time Machine? Yes. Didn't think we'd bring that one up today, yeah. right? Surprise. It's about a group of friends that jump into a hot tub. And they go in the past. It's based so, off of our life. It's a true story. Yeah, I mean, it happened in a bill twice. Yep. He's in the movie. That's why it's yeah. a sequel. And There's occasionally a... they say some lines and look at the camera, which is, I'll, I'll show you where I'm going with that. After I like breaking the this. fourth wall. Yeah, yeah. Not really. So <laughs> there's a character in that movie that is missing an arm. Right. And the running joke in that film is the entire time they're trying to find out how he lost his arm. And it gets close. Like, oh, he almost stuck it in a saw blade or like, <laughs> yeah. oh, he fell off a roof. And right. yep. um, when you find out eventually how it happens, it's it's kind of fucking hilarious, right? Yeah. They play it off really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie tries to do something similar, but then I think they forgot about it halfway it, through. It fucking falls short. <coughs> I told Excuse James me. that it almost would have been better if they had a gag of questioning if he lost his eye or not and then he never loses it and they just let's leave bring it down he gets in a car wreck yeah busts his eye yeah. they're like oh is your eye okay yes don't hear about it again right <laughs> you see his eye pretty fucked up for the most time he's got like um a, a scar tape, tape and shit. Yeah. His eye was like red bloodshot for a second and then yep. what happens to bill yeah. i mean eventually well he gets his eye scratched out because he was uh playing with the cat because the cat eventually on their way out on their little victory lap yeah. decides to scratch him and then at a dinner table, he, they're like, what's up with your eye? Are you okay? He's like, it's getting better every minute. Mm. Oh, guess what? It's not. It never nope. got better. I think it maybe got infected. Maybe that cat has some alien bacteria. I don't true, know. True. Something. But I or just thought, eye, I, I agree I with know. you, Marco. I think that they should have played up that joke throughout the end, and then his eye would have been fine, and we it would have just been a mystery. Yeah, they just leave that question open. I would have ambiguous. Yeah. I that would have been that. great. Yeah. Uh, but there were going back to the comedy. There were some times where they'd say some lines, and I would expect them to break the fourth wall and look at the camera, dude, it like was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. And I was like, so okay, that's there's uh, a pushing a little too hard scene there. Scene where Carol is downing herself, go figure, and her friend and her daughter, and even the fucking <laughs> the fucking scroll guy Talos is like, 
really hyping her up. Yeah. At one point, it is it's the hammiest moment in the movie. They're like, "You're the strongest person I know." That's not the Carol I remember. Right. And then the like, little girl pops up and she's like, "Go get him, Carol!" And then the Talos, I think, jumped up and high fives her. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and then I swear to God, I thought Carol looked at the camera and winked. I swear to God, yeah. I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" It's, there's a lot of uh, tell and no show on on this. Like it would have been. I mean, if they just would have shown her... Show me some struggle. I know we get flashbacks of yeah. struggle, but show me some present-day struggle. Yeah. yeah. Show us some present-day scr- struggle. I can't talk. And then show her do something like super fucking amazing, then someone make an off comment, and that's how you show that someone is strong or badass. You don't force the lines at the audience. I wouldn't have been shocked if someone was like, that's Captain Marvel. I'm like, that's the name <laughs> just of the title. Yeah. Something. That's the title. We, we don't um, even know how she got But real name. quick... The the moment where you were we were talking about earlier in the bill where that should have been like the big oh shit she's powerful moment yeah. is when the Kree come to Earth and Ronin launches nuclear missiles yep. at the Earth like a shit ton right keyword being nuclear missiles and all she does is shove one and they all kind of lightly explode and stuff nothing about her like absorbing it or anything and then shooting no. it out everywhere. Uh-huh. Which I thought was going to happen. I'm like, oh no, she's going to detonate all these fuckers, absorb them, it's shoot a, them. It's a thirty all. second scene, yeah, like, yeah. Oh. That's right. And I'm like, it's gonna, it's gonna make the Thor absor- absorbing the star scene look like nothing, right. like a flashlight was thrown at him. And no, it, they just sort of like brush it aside, like, oh yeah, she got rid of it, no problem. But I'm like, but where's the power? Let's see, let's. I mean, the they power. were showing that she was strong, essentially, in that scene, right? And that wasn't really using the, her powers. Yeah, the closest is when she's destroying the big ships. I'm like, yeah, okay, they, there we yeah, go. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. That was but, pretty cool, yeah. But I'm like, more of that. Let's yeah. do more of that. Because, again, well, that's why I be say, super powerful. Like, when they showed those scenes, um, it, it kind of just showed, okay, she's learning her powers. Oh, no, now she's just power you know limitless she's she's all overpowered i think to the extent of like you don't know where her ba- which isn't a bad thing you guys think but it just maybe wasn't i mean right. this is a movie that's lacking in a good bad guy too that's why yeah yep i mean jude law tries to and then even at the end it's just com- it becomes a comical because like, yeah, it's not like a challenge for her it's like anymore. the indiana jones moment yeah. he's like let's just fucking do this i'm like never mind and i think yeah. she she has the confidence really she does have the confidence throughout the whole movie anyways so nothing really seemed like anything was a challenge there was some struggle sure but nothing that seemed challenging for her so i find that also kind of like a lack of a good villain because of that and so like Hopefully, an Endgame. If if she's going up against Thanos or whatever it is, that that'll be the change. But in this case, it just didn't seem like there was anything for her to really push her. Yeah, because you know, we're going That's up true, against actually. someone I mean, that could pretty much juggle all the Avengers with one finger and yeah, be nice basically. to Can see. Can she though? Well, no, no, no. I mean no, Thanos. Like Thanos. Oh, and then I was like, like, she was like fighting all her previous Kree brethren and they were putting up a pretty good challenge right yeah that's why I'm, I'm saying it would have been nice to see her become like super OP and be like okay she could really stand up to Thanos because that's what we need but maybe, whether or not he's gonna be a main bad guy in the next yeah. movie we don't know but still we know he's a fucking huge but maybe threat. Marvel wants to tone her down a bit just yeah. so that they don't because I mean some people really I mean swapping universes here right. some people don't like how Superman's super powerful right that's true True. so maybe they want to be like hey she's really really fucking strong but I mean Thanos can still stand up to her like this is a thing where this is still gonna be a challenge it's still a team thing it's the Avengers it's not yeah, fucking like Captain Marvel like Thanos Marvel's destroyed a moon right? with his hand right true. so I mean like 
We don't know. Can she do the same thing? I don't know. I don't, he looks like a decent farmer. It's <laughs> not going to be like uh, Justice League where Superman just ki- takes care of everything when he shows up. <laughs> Never. Don't worry, guys. Let me swipe. I got to handle all this other stuff, though, while you guys eat. do this. <laughs> uh, any last uh, statements on this one, guys? Um, it just it sounds get, like we shit on it. By the way, I no, we're I know. Not. Look, we were nitpicking it because it was it was hyped up, and I I wanted to again see the the soup. I'm a fan of. The, I feel of like the this OP. was hyped more than like even fucking Avengers uh, Infinity War to me. But mind yeah. you, remember how long it's been between the two movies, right? So that's also another reason for the hype is that they need to keep us going to look for the next Marvel film. And we didn't really have much to be excited about because we really want yeah. to see Endgame. But just don't, don't make them feel like Phase Ant-Man One. And the Wasp, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Even Ant Man and the Wasp. Between then and now, it's a big jump. But Ant Man and the Wasp, the Ant Man and the Wasp movies are like snacks before the big meal, though. Usually. This one almost felt like a snack, though. Yeah, Tr- yeah, and it should. I was gonna say that this is comparable to like an Ant Man film. Yeah, yeah. which oh, it yeah, shouldn't definitely. have been technically. It's, I agree, hundred percent. So. Um, but it, even despite that, it's still good. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's entertaining. Uh, it looks fucking fantastic on uh, on IMAX. So if you get a chance that, to watch yeah. it on IMAX, definitely. it's definitely worth the extra dollars there. Um, but go uh, check it out. Again, it's the first time this character is being represented on screen. So uh, check it out. There's a lot of really cool um, Easter eggs in there still. So if yeah. you're a huge Marvel fan, you'll be able to point them out. Definitely, and uh, I mean, I don't think any of us mentioned it, but Brie Larson does a really well. Good yeah. job, yeah. She's and uh, great. I'm looking forward to her in Avengers Endgame, which is next month. Same here. Can't wait. So. All right, guys. So that is the end of podcast number 43. Thank you once again for listening. Uh, feedback, response, reviews. Uh, Marco has a few announcements. Big news. We recently announced this on some of our social medias, but we are now going to officially announce it on this podcast. The Movie Pals have made it to the big leagues. We are on Spotify. Finally. Home run, yeah. baby. Wow. <laughs> Took a so, while, I mean, if you don't want to check us out on SoundCloud and if you don't have access to iTunes, then you can find us uh, on Spotify. Just look us up, uh, Movie Pals Podcast, and you'll be able to enjoy us on that medium. Uh, but if you're not looking for us there, you can also find us on our other social medias on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at movie pals pod keep following us keep liking us keep sharing us we greatly appreciate it we appreciate all the love that we get from you guys um it's fun to interact and uh talk to some of you other critics out there so thank you so much for uh paying attention to us and making us feel relevant Mm. we appreciate it uh that being said we are announcing another giveaway that's right look at us we are we we have big giving hearts here we're giving the store away guys they don't call us the Movie Pals for nothing. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. But Movie Pals friends? <laughs> we are huge fans of the original Funko Pop figures. And because we're such huge fans, we are giving out one very huge special prize. It is a large vinyl figure of a Niffler from Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. So if one lucky winner wants to win this, uh, simply like, share, mention, or follow, or subscribe to us on any of our Plenty of options, yeah. social media yeah. <laughs> options. So just uh, shout us some love in one of those fashions, and you will be randomly entered to win this special prize. So we will announce the winner within our next two episodes, 
give you guys a chance to do that. So again, uh, do any of the following and you will be able to win this special supersized Niffler. And I mean, this thing is gigantic. This is not a small one. Mar when I brought over, by the way, this is donated to us by my girlfriend, Janelle Martinez. So thank you so thank much. You, thank you, thank you Janelle. This thing's huge. This is not like a the ten inch one. This is like fucking like the size of. I mean, I'm it's, a a, big, it's the I'm size a, of a small child, guys. I'm a, I'm okay, a big boy. it's the size <laughs> of Goose from fucking some Captain Marvel. Okay? Yeah, there you go. So I mean, it's a big one. This is a special one too. It's a Target exclusive. So good luck. Until next time, guys. Uh, stay tuned, by the way. We will be reviewing the new horror film by Jordan Peele, Us. Ooh, yes. So until then, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. Have a good one.